Okay, new show. This is a new series. Actual Science is the name. And TV network people, you need to pay attention to this one particularly because I'm finally doing a, a science program that gets back to classic doing science the original way. Because you remember back a couple hundred years ago, everyone could do science on their own, just in their, like in their own rooms. And that's how we discovered so much stuff. And oh, now, what do we got? People saying that only universities and laboratories can do science. And consequently, we stopped discovering stuff. Now, think. I'll prove it. Think. You ready? Think. When is the last time you heard about something big like gravity getting discovered? How long has it been? I'm telling you what you already know. Universities are the worst place for science. Everyone knows this. Even they know this, right? But what can, what can we do? They make the universities private property, so they got us on trespassing. But also, they only accept science that is already accepted science. See how they got you there with that circle? They're the people who say you got to just do science on science categories and in the way that we do it. But everything's a molecule, right? So therefore, everything is a subject for science. Doing it like you're a doctor on TV in a lab coat and in a university where everybody gets trained on the same restricted information and the same ideologies. So they already agree on everything before they even do the experiment. That has ruined science. That's why science is now so boring. You try to watch a TV show about science and after 10 minutes you'd rather just stare at the wall. But what was science before it became really dull? Science was all about asking questions no one asked yet. Well now, you want to really freeze a university person? Stop them dead? Ask them a question they aren't expecting. Like, why do I gotta pay rent, but squirrels don't? They're, and they'll just look at you, these university people. They, they have no, not only do they have no answer, they even ask me what do I mean by that question. It's like it trips up all their circuits. But you, listening to this podcast, you know there's so much more science out there to start digging through. Oh my God. Like a million things they won't even look at. So that's what this show is. Actual science, as opposed to university science or laboratory science. Those are the old sciences. This is the new science, so also the actual science. Now, I could have called it new science, but some Jesus people took that name. So it's actual science. You do questions, you do experimentation if you got the money, and then just don't use religion or other magical nonsense to explain anything. Boom. That you then you whatever you find and whatever experience teaches you in life, in telescopes, you use it as evidence. Now you're doing actual science. So here is this is the show starting. Squirrels. Man's mortal enemy. Where did they come from, scientifically? Because birds came from dinosaurs. So squirrels, I'm thinking they would have come from tiny dogs. But see, like now let's use science for that. Okay, that idea actually makes no sense. As soon as tiny dogs start changing into squirrels, the bigger dogs eat them. So then they never get even to all the way squirrel. And see, now we're thinking. 
If squirrels didn't come from tiny dogs, where did, what else is there to come from? Rats. Not like nice ones in Ratatouille, but evil ones, like from underground, in the sewers. Nah, I shouldn't say that. That's, that, rats ain't evil. You know, that's not, that's not being scientific to say that. Rats are not sinister. They're just doing what they gotta do to eat and survive, like the rest of us. It's squirrels that got sinister changing back. When they went from rat to squirrel, something happened that they got, they got too confident and the sinister happened. That's, it's, we, that's just, it's a theory for us now. Just, we'll, let's, let's take that theory and go move to the question. Uh, I'm going to start the show again. Squirrels, nature's little homeless pickpocket taking shit that ain't theirs. But how did they learn to steal stuff? Is anything anyone's in nature? Is, do the trees own the nuts that the squirrels take from them? Because if the trees do own them, then squirrels can't keep making that noise when I walk by, all right? You could steal stuff, or you could do your little chatterboxing and trash talk me. You don't get to do both. All right, we got to have standards for outdoors. But scientifically, what are they saying? Evil things? Because the nut job movies are about crime, and that's not a coincidence. That's what in science we call data. We get a real squirrel would it rob a bank full of nuts if that was where we kept the nuts for some reason we may never know but i still smoke for protection when i go on walks because against a, a squirrel a lit cigarette is your best weapon you jab them anywhere they leap about five six feet in the air and they're gone baby trust me but this is a science show so let's come up with an experiment uh, i'm not actually going to do this but let's say i put a squirrel in a roller skate and all laced up so just its head is poking out the top and it can't move or escape it just looks like a roller skate with a squirrel head and it's freaking out but it can't move because i really tied the laces up tight i rolled the skate down a big hill right into a car wash so now the squirrel is getting all fucked up by all the water and brushes now why would we laugh at that scientifically what would make that the single funniest thing anyone ever did however let's also remember being real science is like being a detective like Columbo, you gotta be always asking questions that would catch a normal scientist off guard. So really, how come squirrels ain't invented apartments yet? Really, totally, totally serious. Are squirrels too stupid to charge each other rent? Or are they just wanting us to get depressed by living for free right in our face when we walk by? It's one or the other. It can't be both. Oh wait, yes it can. It can definitely be both, that both of those are going on. But science is also about knowing what everything would get if everything got what it deserves. If a squirrel bites me, it deserves to die. That's just a fact. Right after it bit, just grab it, throw it against the nearest wall, hot as you can. But can we expand on that fact? Should we be killing other things in proximity to squirrels? What about plants that give us allergies? What are they even here for? Okay, and what if squirrels were using them against us? Why should they get to do that? Ask a university person this, they got nothing. They wouldn't even know where to begin. See, they got distracted by all that laboratory equipment while squirrels are basically taking over all the trees around them and they don't even see it. So, okay, scientific conclusion. According to science, it turns out there are ways we can get rid of squirrels, like traps and disposal units. That, like I said, that we, it gets rid of most of them while preserving 
the one thing we love most, peace and quiet. And then we're just talking, right? Just doing science thing where we got to think of all the angles. After we get rid of squirrels, can we move on from squirrels? Maybe. Because I'm just saying, we're just talking here, right? Science-wise, just having ideas come to us as researchers in getting rid of things. You're telling me most people aren't basically squirrels making noises and doing activities signifying nothing in particular? Right now, 10% of the squirrels in the world could vanish and you wouldn't even know. No one would care. 10% of the human population is same thing? Or is it more like 60% could vanish? Of either squirrel or people. You're saying, hey, Aldi, what are you saying? And I'm saying, I'm here for science. In a science, I'm just doing a science procedure here, thinking. Pretend you're being a scientist like I am for a moment. You ever hear a song and you're like, what the hell is that god-awful, no-talent song? How the hell did that ever get on the radio? And then you find out it has like 10 million downloads. And the person who just mumbled into the microphone like a drunk, they're rich from it. Doesn't it seem obvious? I mean, you know, scientifically, that the 10 million people buying that song are maybe better off in a place where there is no music, aka oblivion. And the singer, too. You can't even call him a singer. The mumbler. Shouldn't he be where he could no longer make crappy songs? If you were a scientist in a lab, and I, you just, all the things I've just been giving you right now, okay? All the evidence I gave you this whole episode. What would you conclude? What answer would you have to write at the bottom of the chalkboard? Would it be you drawing a whole lot of gravestones? Like it was Halloween. What do you think? I, I guess my saying that makes that this the Halloween episode just kind of late because I did the skyscraper one first. I had to before even I forgot that movie ever came out. Actual science premiere episode. There, thanks for listening to it all the way through. We gave the universities so much to think about and I bet you they'll act like this episode never happened. Nevergotfamous.com See you on the other side of science. I can say that now. <laughs>